And welcome, everyone, to You Love to See It, the podcast where we watch TV shows and movies and tell you all about them. I am your host, Danielle. Fuck heteronormativity, Riendo. And I am joined by my wonderful co-host here today, Fernanda. Sorry if my pits stink, Prochess. Hello, and I am sorry if they do. It happens sometimes. (laughs) I sweat a lot. That's how it goes, right? Also here... (laughs) <laughs> That's how it goes and how it is. I'm also here with LB, trophy wife stock character, Hunk Tears. How are you, LB? Oh, you know, I'm doing great as always in my Vegas gown <laughs> the, uh, at the resort Luau, <laughs> saying mean things in the bathroom. Oh, truly, truly upsetting stuff. This week on You Love to See It, we are watching Blue Crush. committed you could have made that way it's a challenge few will ever take these ways up for the big boys what you think you can suffer for real i dated juju i guess i can do anything it's a feeling that separates you from the rest you were totally flirting with him shut up but if you want to feel the rush you don't live here you don't surf here don't touch her you have to take the risk you got crushed it happens nearly drowned you've worked very hard to get to where you are some guy thinks you look hot and you forget all about that tell me what to do please just be the girl who'd never ask a guy what to do they think you can't charge way you're gonna prove them right or wrong blue crush which is a 2002 sports film directed by john stockwell and based on susan orlean's 1998 outside magazine article life swell Film stars Kate Bosworth, Michelle Rodriguez, Sanuel Lake, and Mika Bura. It tells the story of three friends who have one passion, living the ultimate dream of surfing on Hawaii's famed North Shore. So as always, we like to do a first scene uh, kind of moment where we talk about our history with this cinematic masterpiece in question. LB, let's start with you. Uh, have you seen Blue Crush before, and, and what is your history with this beautiful film. I have not seen this one before. This came out, this is what, 2002? Yeah. Yeah, this was like, I was very committed to being weird in 2002, so I wasn't <laughs> going to see, like, cute girl surf movies. <laughs> All right. Um, I All was right. at Hot Topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I was you, very so 12. <laughs> I was very 12. I was 12 and 13 years old that year. So I've never seen this before. Okay, okay. Fernanda, it feels like you have similar vibes here to Elby. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry to, to interrupt. I just got excited because uh, that was pretty much me too. We've established <laughs> in the previous episode that my relationship with Summer and the Beach is fraught due to uh, the fact that I grew up uh, in a beach beach city and everybody who went to my school, dre- like Billabong was like the dress code, basically. <laughs> and- <laughs> This movie uh, brings up a lot of trauma for me. A lot of low-rise jeans, which is a a haunting element of my early (laughs) teens. And like, like LB, I was uh, too committed to being a strange person in that back in that time too we didn't have a hot hot topic in brazil so i just browsed the internet and dreamed of the day when i would be able to purchase hot topic items but yeah i was not um 
in that vibe. But to answer your question more specifically, I had watched it before a couple of times in my later teens and became very confused because I really liked the movie. Uh, I still do, by the way, mm. just putting it out there in the open. We're going to discuss why throughout the episode, but I oh, still yes. like it. <laughs> but I was very confused because it was very... I liked it secretly because it was very anti-my vibe. I didn't mm. feel like I, I was allowed to like it, but I did. So that's my my history with Blue Crush. It's very complicated, perhaps more complicated than the movie itself, but <laughs> I guess we'll get it. <laughs> I think a piece of toast is more complicated than the movie itself. So I, I think that's very fair. That's extremely fair uh, to say. Um, okay, I have a long history with this movie and I will briefly say I did not see it at the time. I would have been 18. So it actually would have been a good time for me uh, to see it. Eight, 2002 was a horrible, horrible, horrible time. Just want to let everybody know that, especially to be a young queer adult. It was real bad. It was war on terror time. It was war on the gays time. Basically, it was like real reactionary, real backlash, really, truly horrible time to be a young adult. Uh, so that's, that's kind of the context this is coming out in. I did not see it at the time, but I saw it a few years later when I had a queer movie review web series at a website that was like a big queer women, uh, uh, and, and trans folks website, uh, that has since become horrible and become trash. But at the time it was cool and good. And it's actually how I got my start writing professionally, uh, and doing like video professionally. And we reviewed it as part of retro reviewing, which wherein we watched queer movies and reviewed them. Uh, it was like myself, my girlfriend at the time. This is all like my grad school buddies. We were all like in film school and having having a good time doing movie reviews. And this is basically a queer film that has been like defanged. And I just don't know at one point in the process, anybody thought they were making a straight film. But that's, you know, that's sort of, I guess, what comes out uh, here. But this is basically like an extremely, extremely gay movie about like found family and working with family and all this kind of stuff and going for your dreams that also has like a hetero uh, romance shoehorned into it, which is weird. But anyway, long story short, <laughs> I have watched this movie many times. I haven't actually seen it in a while, so it was kind of fun to revisit uh, in a way. Uh, but yeah, long, long and storied history with this incredibly gay movie that does not actually have any uh, gay content in it, which is to its extreme detriment. Uh, Ex- Michelle Rodriguez does do her own jet ski stunts. If I, that's not gay content, I don't know what is. No, 100%. I guess I mean, okay. Let's put, oh I, yeah, explicit. Explicit okay, I get gay it, I get content. It. Like, exactly. Openly. Like, exactly. Okay, okay, okay. There are okay, so okay. many women surfers. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's so many women surfers in this movie that have the actual gayest vibes. And like, my vibes. Like, this is me reading this, so I'm not trying to say, oh, the actress or, or whoever was actually queer. But like, the vibes that I am reading off this movie are gayer than gayer than gayer than gay. And yet... We have this weird, wimpy football player. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. This is a movie I have a long history with, and I'm really, really excited to hear how y'all saw it and what y'all got from it. Uh, So we can go through the summary. I wrote a far too detailed uh, plot summary that really isn't a plot summary so much as it's kind of a play-by-play of how I experienced this movie. But we kind of start out with, like, psychedelic shots that aren't too far off actually the start of point break except for they are very negative like there's like psychedelic surfing shots and we hear you know a little girl's voice being like i want to be the best surfer uh but we know you want to know my note on that yes please please please, please. okay this movie opens with a kid say 
I'm going to be the best surfer in the world. But it's like in Danielle Gremlin voice. It is. It really is. It's in my Gremlin voice, which makes me know that I. it's a movie made for me. I'm going to be the best surfer in the world. I'm going to be the best surfer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, I did it. I did it. Oh, Everyone loves it. Toad is here. Wild. Yeah, Toad Danielle is here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there's like a whole montage. But there's bad vibes because there's trauma because there's, I want to be the best surfer in the world. But then there's also like family drama. They're like a set. There's like lines that are like, oh no, like mom, mom's leaving and things are sad. And we see uh, a young woman crashing and hurting herself uh, in a surfing context. And then we see Kate Bosworth wake up from a nightmare. So, you know, it's memories, you know, it's traumatic memories. Uh, And then we get like just all time great vibes for me, which is like being athletic on a beach. She's running on the beach. She's doing abs on a beach. She's doing pull-ups on the beach. Watching it, I really was just thinking like, Danielle, this is like Danielle's it's my life. aspirations. Like, this is what I wish I could do. I every- would imagine. <laughs> I literally <laughs> thought that when I just saw it, like Kate Bosworth oh. being athletic at the beach and clearly using a body double because that was absolutely there- not her doing <laughs> yeah. the pull-ups. Um, <laughs> she's doing a lot of pull-ups and it was like, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not just sure that chill face. And I know she worked out a lot for the movie, by the she way, because she's very skinny and she had to like put on. She probably had to put muscle. on some muscle. Yeah. 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 yeah like, it's she, like 20, almost 20 pounds of muscle. She yeah, gained yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. making this movie. That makes sense. That's a lot of pull-ups even for that. <laughs> so yeah, it's, yeah. it's still, she can do a pull-up. No shame in that. I have never once in my life been able to complete a pull-up. So, <laughs> I'm with you, Kate. I'm with you. Shortly I'm just saying they could have done. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's that, LB? You were about to say Oh, shortly that. after this movie came out, uh, I, when asked to give a, to do pull-ups in gym class, I gave a speech um, oh to the PE teacher about how I spent my whole life being humiliated by PE teachers and I refused to continue, that I knew I couldn't do a pull-up and I would, re- and I refused to even try. And everyone claps. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we should have a separate you to see it. Just like these origin stories because they're always amazing. Honestly, honestly, yes. I, I just keep I, watching these things from like these moments in my life where I'm like, oh, yeah. But like, yeah, to, to do a pull up is like amazing. Yeah, I'm still friends with like the one girl who could do pull-ups <laughs> and like it's it's like a truly inspiring sight to see somebody do pull-ups to me yeah. can Danielle do pull-ups oh you yeah look like oh, you yeah. Could do pull-ups. oh absolutely see uh, I can't do like I a million it. I can do like 10 like I can that's do 10 that's thousand Danielle you're right <laughs> yeah that's nice. 10 is can we uh that that's can we make that official that 10 and a thousand are the same number are the same. Pull-ups? <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> It's like the same unit. Yeah, exactly. It's the same. The same, <laughs> the same Listen, by the end, after seven, they're not looking great. And they take me a while. So like it's ten with a lot of effort. So don't give me don't don't give me too much credit. Here. You could still have been Kate Bothsworth's uh body double though. Maybe. You could. Maybe. So, that's, that's possible. Listen, we all have that's aspirations. Your resume. At that time, okay, in 2002, I was 18. I was running. I was a, I was a competitive runner at that time. So mm-hmm. I actually probably could have done this scene, at, like, legitimately and made it look good. Nearly. I, not nearly as fast as I used to be. But at the time, yeah, I was, like, in my peak uh, as a runner. But 
Uh, sorry, I, I promise I'm not going to make this movie all about me. I I, I swear, I, I promise. We're making it about you, Danielle. Like, <laughs> yeah, our cool John friend, Danielle. <laughs> You're Aww. like our token athlete. We need you to like, <laughs> I'm living vicariously through you. So that's Aww. not a, yeah, a responsibility you should right. take on upon yourself. But yes, Kate Bosworth doing athletic things, athletic, words are hard, things on they the They are beach. hard. Yeah. Yeah, to start and- and words, both hard. And I yeah. agree. And then we get this, like, you know, really great shot of her kind of rubbing rubbing off the, like, lipstick in the mirror that, like, okay, instead of eight days till pipe, it's seven days till pipe. So we see she's training for something. And then she wakes up her friends and sister because yeah. uh, the waves are good. So they need to go and have their first surfing scene. And we actually, so for a movie about surfing, we actually do spend a lot of time in this movie legitimately surfing. And like, you know, working on surfboards and being on a beach and actually Mm -hmm. surfing. I appreciate that about this movie because a lot of movies, you know, and it's totally fine. It depends on the movie. But a lot of sports movies, like, you know, maybe they'll spend a lot of time in the sport. Maybe they'll spend a lot of time in the drama. And uh, this one spends a lot of time in the ocean, uh, which makes me happy. And I will say I like that early on we know exactly what the movie is about they give us like two minutes and just jam all the information in there and i personally appreciate (laughs) that because thinking right thinking is something that demands a lot of energy so i like it when the movie does that for me not a thinking movie i actually have to give this movie credit for the efficiency with which it tells us that kate Mm -hmm. bobsworth's mom left Mm -hmm. um, has a traumatic surfing drowning story And, like, was maybe abused by someone mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah, which it, is, like, and it's very, very, very fast. It's a psychedelic thing. And it's not, like, it's it's not the most, like, elegantly done. But it's also not the clumsiest yeah. uh, it, it works. psychedelic trauma nightmare. Yeah. Like, it works. It does its job. It does. Um, yeah. yeah, we so know yeah. right away they're broke. That she has to take care of her younger sister. Who also plays... A bratty teenager in Dawson's Creek. So that's a gift. Oh, my God. Really? Who is she in Dawson's Creek? She's the teacher's daughter. Remember when Joey, like, takes care of a teacher? When she's dating Eddie at the bar and she's a difficult teenager. It's the the last season, I think. Or the... Okay. Yeah, second to last. But that's a gift because she does look like a bratty teenager. Yeah, it's... She, I actually love, I, I just want to put it out there that I actually genuinely love the performances of all the, the ladies in this movie. Like, yeah, I really love this sort of core group. So it's, uh, Anne Marie is our surfer. I'm going to try to use her name and not Kate Bosworth, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to say, uh, Eden, Eden. from Michelle Rodriguez, <laughs> even though I'm going to mm-hmm. keep saying Michelle Rodriguez because I kind of love her and I truly love her in this movie. Um, and I think Lena is the other friend, and then Penny is the sister. Mm-hmm. And they really are, like, a little queer family. Again, subtext and all that. But, like, basically, they're a little found family. Obviously, Penny is a sister, but otherwise, they're, like, best friends who all live together and raise Penny together and go mm-hmm. surfing, and they work together. Like, this yeah, is a Very queer late seasons of Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, this is a little family that's trying to make it work. And actually... This is the same year that Lilo and Stitch came out, which is about, you know, a, a Hawaiian, like, uh, obviously it was an animated film, but it was the same summer. And, uh, you know, about an older sister helping and trying to 
raise her younger sister. Very cute. Very different vibes. You know, there's no aliens in Blue Crush, I don't think. But you know. uh, Maybe the quarterback guy's an alien. That would explain Honestly, that would explain some things, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would make me hate him less, perhaps. It would, it would help. It would go a long well, way. It would go a long way. What year was Legally Blonde? Because that guy is eternally the, the dude. bad boyfriend from Legally Blonde. Okay, Legally Blonde was the year before, so he yeah. was very firmly yeah. that guy. So. He was already this fucking guy. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry to this actor. <laughs> I really am, because I Matthew. hate him. I hate him with every cell of my being in every frame of this movie. And I'm so sorry, because it's probably not entirely fair. Like, this is supposed to be the cute fun surfing movie, but, like, he is just a big old heteronormative turd in the middle of my awesome surfing <laughs> punch bowl. And I'm pissed off about it. And again, I'm very, very, very sorry. If I'm sorry about this. <laughs> if it's any consolation, he uh, did not, he kind of regretted taking the role from what I read in an interview. Oh, wow. Um, not only did he say that it was like a weird, he didn't never said why, that the shooting was really challenging because it was right mm-hmm. after 9-11. So everybody sure. was like in a weird mood and that, and he said like everybody had some type of personal problem going on. So it was a lot of turmoil. Um, but uh, he also said that it was right after Legally Blonde and he had already played the like hot guy and he maybe shouldn't have played another guy like in on, along those lines right afterward, but that his mm. management pushed him to do or whatever. And it's like, I'm sorry, Matthew Davis, but you were just born with that face and um, <laughs> you're going to get yeah. a lot of privileges in society from like just having that face, which is a good face, but then yeah. you're just going to be doomed to play douchebags. So it's like, yeah, with it. yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's so much, it's so much. It's, I like this movie, but the movie it could have been and should have been is like a mm. truly like perfect confection. And it just makes me sad that we didn't get that. But I remake. I know, right? Can we get remake. a gay remake? Please. The 2000, like this, like the Y2K aesthetic is coming back. Yep. Like now is the time. It's like skateboarding is really big. Yes. Again, like the yes. teen girls, like, all, like my, um, my partner, Robbie, his boss like built his tween daughter like a little skate ramp in their backyard during uh lockdown. Oh my god. Like okay. the te- like teen and tween girls like are really excited about skateboarding. So the next thing is going to be surfing, right? Mm. Yes. So now yes. is the time for Danielle Riendo to yes. like <laughs> yes. be at the helm for yes. the Blue Crush remake that does it right. What I would do, LB, what I would do. <laughs> To have that responsibility, <laughs> to, to make this manifest in the world. Oh, oh my as, God. As long as you do away with the low rise jeans, Danielle, please. That's like oh, my yeah, own, yeah. Oh, one request. Yeah, you can't, we can't be complicit in bringing this back because I know the teens <laughs> yeah. want to bring them back. Yeah, no, don't, don't even worry. Everybody in it's my so, movie is going to wear so board shorts the whole time. It's just everybody's nice. going to wear board shorts every, in every scene. So don't okay. worry. Don't I worry can live it. with that. Perfect. Yeah. <sighs> Laura's jeans so the just so painful. Yeah, it's it's a problem. <laughs> it's a pro- I, I like the fashion otherwise in this movie, but yeah, yeah. that's an issue. Uh, that is that is a very serious issue. I agree with y'all. Um, we do get the scene where they're surfing, and we are introduced to Drew, the hot ex, who's an idiot. Uh, He's only there to be an idiot. I'm sorry to interrupt because I have <laughs> no, strong no, feelings about Drew. It's He's true, literally. Please. 
only in this movie to say dumb shit and act like a, a dickhead. Like there's literally not a single contribution apart from the Swidey Pits line that I used yeah. for my intro. Because it's a, he, it's a good line. It his is a, line it's a reads line. are, especially in this first scene, are incredible. <laughs> there's one where he has to say a bunch of things and it's like, it's acting's hard. Yes. Yeah. Let's like surfing is hard, but so is acting. And he just like really gets like just gets all the words out. He, does, he sure does. <laughs> that's kind of what I'd say about this performance is he gets all the words out. Yeah. Like, get out there. Yeah. And he has frosted tips, which yeah. were also a look at the time. Which I, I think also should come back. <laughs> I don't mind about him because it's so part of his vibe. It's so part of yeah. this guy's vibe that mm. like I don't mind them on him. Like, they fit him. They fit him, I feel like. Please, Fernanda, I know you've got more Drew feelings. Sorry. So. No, that's pretty much it. He fucking sucks. <laughs> that's my one strong <laughs> Drew feeling. But I loved it because he adds nothing to the storyline. Apart <laughs> from true. maybe making Matt look better. Like, right? Because it does feel like this weird guy who said he was going to pay for classes and then in the car says, oh, the rest of the money is up in my room. That so is creepy. Disgusting, but, right? It's the worst scene. That is so bad. But then you put it next to Drew and then you're kind of like, oh, he doesn't call her a bitch. So maybe Matt is okay. <laughs> I feel like that's but, the only role. <laughs> but Drew also said he was going to block all the, like, he's like, May we all have exes who are that supportive of it's, our dreams. That is true. You he know? does actually, he's not nice about it, but he does legitimately help her get back out there. It's not yeah, nice. And- Again, it's not nice. It's not in like a very loving way, but he's like, come on, come on. Like he's pushing her. But and he he's like, him and his guys helping. are blocking off waves for her. Yeah, they so are like actually To make helping. sure she can, yeah. yeah. No, but yeah. then he does a thing for her, and when it doesn't turn out exactly like he expected, and when she doesn't thrive like he wanted, then he just acts like a douche. That's manipulative. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, sucks. oh, I'm going to block those waves, but, but I want sucks. you to, like, perform for me. It's like, yeah. no, fuck Okay, you. he still sucks. <laughs> he still sucks. I agree. I agree. I guess my thing is there's later, there's a line where I'm jumping way ahead and I'm sorry. Actually, no, oh, we'll just wait and no, we'll, no, we'll get it's to okay. the scene. Like, we're on the Drew. Listen, this okay. movie is so simplistic that, like, I think it's okay to jump around. <laughs> okay, so there's this part where she takes Matt to, like, the local section of the beach, right? To teach yeah. him, because she's teaching him how to surf. And Drew and his friends show up and they're really mad. And like Matt and Drew get into a little fight. And then when they're leaving, she goes, oh, they're so crazy. They're so protective of their land. I'm like, I wonder fucking why. Yeah, right? right? <laughs> and that's right after douchebag McGee football McWimp face says a line about like, oh, no wonder fucking uh the locals stay in their hotels or sorry the tourists stay in their hotels around here yeah it's like fuck shit. you fuck I was off like, i was radicalized around colonialism as a five-year-old in hawaii uh <sighs> when my family went on like a a tour of the rainforest and the tour guide just like yelled at us the whole time and i was like yeah you're right <laughs> absolutely absolutely but like yeah like beep like, uh, yeah, I don't know. That was like, that was like this the, the one moment where I was like, what's fucking wrong with you, Anne-Marie? Come on. Yeah, Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie. What the fuck? Like, what like, the fuck, Anne-Marie? Wake up. You're from here. Like, You, you come live on. here. You're, you're come a, on. You are a, you know, a working class person who's struggling and you're from here. 
you know what's going also, on. That was like very unrealistic because I know I like I've I have known a lot of like non-native Hawaiian, but like, you know, working class, lower middle class, like yeah. non-Hawaiian people from Hawaii. And like they are very aware of yeah. like colonial issues. And yeah. So one would, that was one my would hope. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at least the ones I've met are very cool. I don't know. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. It's, but yeah, that was my one, like, that was my one moment of being like, Drew's, pro- maybe Drew has, like, a lot more interiority. I mean, uh, he was right in that moment. He like, was right in that sure one is, moment. He sure is right in that one moment. And he does, he does help her with that one other thing. So, you know, Drew sucks, but does have a point here. He does have a point here. And I guess I should note that, uh, you know, I guess we, we hit most of the plot points, but yes, Anne-Marie is training for this big thing. She had the trauma in her past, so she's scared. And she is training with Michelle Rodriguez, her hot girlfriend, who is absolutely her <laughs> fucking girlfriend. Let's not even pretend. Let's not pretend, like the movie pretends, that they're not really gay. Because they are. Because she's jealous the whole movie. And she's always like, why aren't you training with me? Why don't you, why don't you train with me? And she's even stood up at one point because... Oh, it's upsetting. I, I guess I did skip over. I apologize. I did skip over the fact that they are maids in a local hotel and they work their asses off and it's really gross. And there's like, you know, there's some commentary here about the class divide, of course, especially mm-hmm. uh, being like, OK, we're the help, basically. And we, we have to do the things that we do. We do get like a really fun montage of them cleaning the rooms, which, yeah. which is like. All right. I, I know that the movie is like a very breezy kind of movie, even though it's trying to make this commentary about class and about, you know. Is um, it trying to make a commentary about class? I mean, I I think it's I think it's making gestures. It's kind of. I, I think, think it's gestures. <laughs> I, I read something like a review on Slate. Uh, yeah. And, and it did make some good points about that. That kind of it does show Hawaii not because you have kind of those two pictures right Hawaii is this beautiful paradise and there is also the picture of Hawaii what what the article like basically the gist of it and I kind of can see it is that they show Hawaii as yes it's kind of a paradise but mostly because it's kept that way by the locals who need the tourists to survive and maybe that review was reading way too generously into the intricacies yeah. of the movie. But, like, it does kind of speak a little bit of, you know, yeah, it's beautiful, it's gorgeous, but you have these girls who are living this paradise and that they live this idyllic life of being gorgeous and tan and doing what they want. And at the same time, they're, like, too broke to buy breakfast and they have to work for these millionaires who come in and yeah. do whatever the fuck they want to do. So I... I and do think that there is and clean up literal. <laughs> they shit. show a shit. They show it. There is a shit in the frame. Shit Which in the frame. Is, by the way, like a d- shit shot says Paul. <laughs> clean up after your mess. Like a yeah. literal shit show. But yeah. yeah, I do think that there is some attempt, a t- t- timid commentary there. I think. I think. I. I, it, I will. I'll give them comes that. Out yeah, it mostly comes out really in this sort of uh, dynamic of the relationship with the with the you know the trophy wives being enormously awful about in like they'll use the term. I think this is probably an offensive term, so just content warning. But like Matt loves slumming it, like that's the whole thing. Like oh, that he likes uh, dating like lower you know not lower class, but like working class women, like the way they would see it as lower class, and like they're horrible and awful, and it's like 
there's the class divide is is seen more there, but like it is sort of in this sort of like uh, the way they have to work and the kind of literal shit that they have to put up with. And to that end, they uh, I think it's like the next day or something, but they they show up to the mother of all messes because uh, the Pro Bowl football people are there, and there is a mess that is like, oh, there is puke everywhere. There's shit. There's puke. There is a condom in the bed. There is a truly hilarious, like, I will say the physical comedy, especially among the women, is actually great in this movie, where I think it's Lena gets a condom on her shoe and, like, flips out. And, like, there's a whole scene of of her, like, getting it off her shoe. And, uh, sorry, Anne-Marie, I keep almost saying Kate Bosworth, actually goes out to the football players who are also a delight, like the, the linebackers, like the defensive uh, players are actually a fucking delight. Matt sucks. He can drown. I don't care. But like the defensive players are really fucking funny. However, they did make this mess. And she does make like a whole display of like bringing down a trash can and putting the condom in the trash can. And she gets fired for it. But I guess the fact that she has so much spunk means that she caught Matt's eye and he follows her to a beach and wants surfing lessons and blah, 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 surfing lessons. They fall in love. Who cares? It's bullshit. She's really in love with Michelle Rodriguez and everyone. Should be. <laughs> <laughs> Your read of them. I will say this, the scene in which, so he offers them the, uh, the, the lessons. He offers her the lesson and she blows him off. And then the girls are like, no, you need, like, we need money. And he's offering, like, let's see if he can give us money. And the car scene in oh which my they're God, the chasing car after him. And they almost <laughs> die. And and that's my thing with this movie. How don't they die a thousand times? Because they're always <laughs> really so close to death. Every little scene is just absolutely horrifying. Yeah. And, even, and they're horrifying on, so they're horrifying on sea. It's horrifying on land. How are they alive? How right? is, it's, so I have questions, but yes, uh, please continue. <laughs> they accept. No, yeah, it, it's, it's another of my favorite scenes. There's all these like little funny scenes. Like this movie is, yeah, supposedly a sports drama with bullshit heteronormative romance shoehorned in, but like, there's some really good comedy, like actually very funny comedy. I think it all goes to the chemistry of the women together who are, again, they are the family. They are the people I give a shit about. (laughs) And like Matt, the stupid quarterback who doesn't even look like he could ever survive, like throwing a ball four feet, let alone be a quarterback. (sighs) I can't even, I can't even, I hate him. I hate him so much. (laughs) I could throw a ball. So much further than him. And I don't care that his stupid fucking pinky broke. And it gives it a little twist. No, it doesn't, Matt. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I love it because that was the energy I was bringing yesterday. And my fiance was like, why do you hate him so much? And I, I can't explain. I just do. But also the subtext of him like manipulating them. Cause again, yeah. he's buying her. Like that's the whole thing. He can't like, she won't just see him. So he, pays for classes which he obviously doesn't want to be near her so he's using his money like every step of the way to get what he wants who happens to be a whole ass person who is also obviously in love with michelle rodriguez as we've established but very much (laughs) in true love in true love because they understand each other and they love each other and they live together and they probably sleep in the same bed and it's beautiful 
And they care for a child together. They, they are raising a child together <laughs> with their hilarious friend who plays guitar on occasion. So, like, it's, yeah, yeah. I will say also, um, I completely agree with you, uh, but I, I will also point out um, in the in the montage of the surf lessons, Penny, the the teen, does does do some teaching, which is very cute. Uh, and there is some drama with Penny. She goes to a party of gross yeah. older boys, and like it's gross, and like she's smoking and drinking, and all Anne Marie wants is for her to go to college. And this is like her being a single mom doing her best. You know, like mom left and she's doing her best and it's really hard and, you know, life is hard. And that scene is pretty gross and creepy, too, because the men are so much older than this teenage girl. That part when they pull her away and it's these huge guys, like the whole visual of it, it just looks like like something bad's going to. I I was like, it gave me the heebie-jeebies. And also the subject of the mom leaving because the mom left for some guy. So that also comes into play in the whole Anne-Marie douchey quarterback guy we absolutely Uh hate narrative. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And which uh, Eden, sorry, (laughs) Michelle Rodriguez's character, Eden, brings up explicitly later on in a later scene. Like she says, this is familiar, just like your mom leaving for some guy, like running away from your real dreams. So it's it's very, very specifically like set up, even though uh, it feels like the writers didn't even know that they were doing this to themselves, but they played themselves <laughs> with their stupid fucking bullshit romance. Um, I, I, I will say, I will say in this in the training montage scene of not training, but the surf lesson montage scene, the, the guy who plays the linebacker. And I'm so sorry, I will look up his name. Um, he is a delight and a treat. Uh, oh, and don't look him up because he's a comedian who has some uh, opinions on Cosby. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Faison okay. Love or is something okay. like that? Yeah, with a Z. Oh. And yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Um, uh. I will just point out there is a there is a moment. Well, he's dead now. Says Paul. <laughs> yeah, I, well, fuck that. But he does have a hilarious moment of what his uh, attire will be uh, for his surf lesson. He's wearing like a weird, like little sarong towel or something, and then like it's like a like a tasteful cover up, like a tasteful cover up, you know, over your bikini. <laughs> <And> fucking, <laughs> Penny's like, you're surfing in that. Because she's a kid. You know, she's not full gremlin because she's, like, you know, 15 or 16, but, like, she's semi-gremlin. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm going to my da-da-da-da's. And she's like, you're what? And he goes, my da-da-da-da! And he, like, pulls out the the towel and he's wearing, like, a, a, a Speedo. And he's and Penny's like, you're not huggers. He's like, my nut containers. So that is a good moment that I will appreciate, but fuck. It is. And I contemplated having Nuthugger as my nickname. Oh, um, yeah. Today. So, it is a good like, moment. It is, yeah, but I felt like we moment. needed context before just throwing yeah. that out there. No, um, I agree. Sense. At home. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> it's better to know. But uh, he was, the character really is delightful. Like, it's it really is a turnaround, right? Because our first contact with this person is just puke, poop, and a used condom. <laughs> so, like, you can't really imagine that you're going to end up liking that person at some point. And then yeah. you do. So, it's, it, it really is a, a beautiful plot twist. It's like, yeah. But as Paul says prophetic, like, for his <laughs> opinions later on. Like, it, 
<laughs> the real life person's opinions are the poop and shit and, and puke everywhere. But uh, yeah, the uh, the character is a genuine delight uh, in, in this movie. So at least to that delight. fictional person. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we have this burgeoning romance and then we have this this sort of conflict. The central conflict really should have been Penny and like being, you know, a group of young women who are struggling and they're struggling to raise their child together because they're a beautiful gay uh, family together. But instead, the central conflict then becomes, will Emery compete and be ready to compete in this thing that's her big dream, even though she had a near drowning accident three years before. And everybody says it like 45 times and it's like <laughs> a near drowning incident three years before at the same place at pipe. At pipe. Oh, oh shit. Um, or will she just, I don't know, uh, be obsessed with this guy who's only going to be there for a week. It's, it's stupid. It's not well written. And they well, have no I thought, I, I thought it, here's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that because of her trauma of almost drowning, she's yeah. freaked out about preparing for the competition. So she's just avoiding it entirely uh. and escaping her real dreams by being like, oh, I'm just going to go to this hotel where I used to work and get massages and eat blueberry pancakes with this guy mm. or waffle. And like, and she's being avoidant. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's what it fair. is. That's-, that's how I read it. And then, but it turned out that the guy she was using to avoid, it was like, actually like kind of nice. At the end. Uh, I still hate him. <laughs> I'm still sorry. Hate him, but like that, that was my, I think yeah. that was the intent. Like, I don't think it was accidental that like she was, you know, her thing is parallel to her mom's thing. Yeah. And, yeah. um. No, it's a good point. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I do think that having it be about more about like the sister relationship would have been way more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. We got this romance. And or, stuff. It has or, to be a it has to be a sexy surf movie and not a I don't know whatever. <laughs> We're not a regular surf movie. We're a sexy surf movie. <laughs> it's a sexy surf movie with a PG thirteen rating. <laughs> it can never be too sexy. It can be like a little sexy, but not too sexy, right? Uh, there, there is. I kept thinking, what if this were a hot and you know not rich, but like at least somewhat well off, like woman right like what if it was a like really hot wnba player who was there for the week like i would still like it a lot better (laughs) here's an idea for the remake okay that's how it i mean to be clear women in wnba and and non-binary players in the wnba do not make that much i think 250 is the cap which is you know a living but it's not like millions and millions and millions of dollars so whatever but Ugh. Anyway, I ugh. I have to keep dealing with it. I have to keep dealing with it. Eden keeps trying to train her lover <laughs> slash slash scare quotes roommate. Uh, and Anne-Marie keeps like training and we've got some training montages. But, you know, there's one really dramatic training montage where things are going well. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez did her own stunts on the jet ski, which queen so shit cool. on top of queen shit on top of queen shit right there. Uh, but this scene is actually very dramatic and it's, it's one of the most um, like actual, like get into the, get into the core here that this movie ever gets uh, where they have a real fight. They have an actual fight where they're yelling at each other. And instead of this like kind of banter that they do in, in between, you know, their lovers quarrel kind of stuff. Now this is like the real shit where, you know, Eden actually says like, you know, why does this sound familiar? You running 
from your problems. Why does it sound familiar? Oh, uh, yeah. kind of like your mom, like going to run off with some guy instead of actually doing what you want to do with your life and, you know, actually doing things right kind of thing. Uh, and, and it's really, it's actually very touching. I like this scene uh, partially because two people having a fight in the water or one person's <laughs> on a jet ski and one person's it on like rolls. a little shitty raft. It's actually pretty good staging. And the uh, other person just drowned like twice. Right. Because there's <laughs> a lot of drowned. Kate Boss yeah. with drowning in the movie as a whole. Yeah. yeah it's Like we spent a lot, lot of, of time just watching her struggling underwater. Like that's the yeah. general theme. There's so much yeah. of that. So much of that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's real. And there's a line about like, I forget if it comes here or in a, another scene, but you know, very much of the same thing. Like, okay. He's going to have a tan after yeah. a week and he's going to have stories about learning to surf. What are you going to have? A pair of fucking shoes? Like, it's nothing. Like, it's not, you know, like, what are you getting out of this? And um, she's right. She's speaking truth. She's absolutely right. And she should be mad. Her girlfriend's going off with this <laughs> dick idiot. Like, whatever. Sorry. Jesus. I'm sorry. God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I love this. No, don't be sorry. So this much. is great. This is your truth. This I is your love truth, Danielle. I don't dislike men. I really don't. <laughs> I dislike this man in this movie because it sucks because he pooped on a nice gay gayness. And that's all. Anyway. But that's the thing, great. And and that to me was such a like sneakily profound thing to, to say because obviously we have this moment of um, and Marie living the fantasy, which, as we've established with the trophy wives, is brutally shattered in that very stereotypical oh. moment of catty ladies talking about another lady who just so happens to be in the bathroom. Like, you don't talk shit about people in the bathroom when there's a stall door closed. Like, that's just, fucking it's just like real. it's 101. It's 101. <laughs> they wanted her to hear it. They wanted her to hear it. There's like, no way they didn't. I yeah. mean, they acted. They were very like flippant about it once they figured yeah. out that she was there. But yeah, they don't care. The whole th- theme of it is kind of, and that's how I also feel like there's a, and 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 that's why the romance to me is so weird because I do feel like there's a low key empowering message there, and then what Eden's trying to say that it's like, okay, you can live your rich girl fantasy here for a month with this guy who's like going to pay for things and you're going to wear a nice robe and eat blueberry pancakes, which <laughs> absolutely is your right because blueberry pancakes are the best and Brazil doesn't oh. have blueberries. So uh, I can absolutely, what? again, relatable. Oh, Marie. No. <laughs> I know they're my favorite fruit. We have them in Mexico. But, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. But enough was, about my trauma. I was trauma. about to actually cry because <laughs> if you know the blueberry content of my diet, like it's, it's like my food that I eat every night as like, my quote dessert so it's me now totally like i am <sighs> getting i'm literally turning blue i'm obsessed with them but uh, my, she <laughs> my lips are blue at all times because of how many blueberries i eat sorry i keep interrupting oh i didn't know you were such bl- no this is important lore yeah, the blueberry lore blueberries every yeah. day and i love them and it, it's like oh it gives me life i'm sorry they're in my breakfast and my oats so oh, I feel like we're just they are the best in oats. <laughs> I think they're better in oats than they are in like a pancake or a waffle situation. Like oh, a waffle or pancake so situation, I would rather have a strawberry. Okay, but in oats, like a blueberry really hits the spot. I or raspberry. I totally agree with you. Though I do mix them sometimes: strawberries and blueberries in the oats. 
oh, if I'm yeah, feeling nice. daring and, you know, rich that day. It is the best. <laughs> but the whole thing with her, to me, like, that's... And uh, I would just like to pause to say Paul, our producer, who is actually mentioned in the movie because there is a Tamayo in the movie. There uh, is! Oh, my God, it's <laughs> true! Just it, <laughs> yeah, fun fact. Uh, just made the best pun ever. Blue berry crush yes that's us today uh but i do like that they do that there is this this whole idea of you know yeah you can live this fantasy with this guy but you can actually make your life for yourself like this is the whole thing and the kiss at the so they kiss at the end, right? Not to spoil the end people because this is wildly unpredictable uh but at the end (laughs) Neither Matt nor and Marie die and they kiss. It's great. And then we don't know what happens afterwards. So I like that there was this like quick message and that whole conflict of, you know, you know what? This this can might just be your life now for a couple of seconds, but it won't be your life forever. You need to make your life for yourself. Well, then, but the end, she gets her sponsor, you know, she becomes a billabong athlete and all kinds of stuff. So they're like on an, there are more and more of an equal playing field. Or yeah, she's she's a pro surfing athlete. Surfing Yeah, she's a pro point. athlete too. So it's not. So it's, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree completely. And it's it's a very like I actually, for as corny as the ending is, like the very very ending, I actually really like the sort of later sequence here after she's decided like yeah I'm gonna fucking go for it. You know she has her fight, she has her moment, she has the realization with the horrible uh, other you know wives, the trophy wives, etc. And then it's like, I'm going to go for it. And we get competition day. And there's like legitimate strife in the competition kind of area here. It's like, oh shit, like some other surfers get hurt. But also some of the other pro surfers, uh, some of which I, the there's a woman who kind of goes out with her in the second heat who has like supreme gay vibes and also helps her, which is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just say, I truly, truly love seeing respect between athletes, especially in like a competitive you know, kind of thing. Like this woman's kind of beating the pants off of her. And she's like, no, you know what? Like, let's get you a wave. Let's get you a wave. Like she knows she's going to win, but she's still going to be like kind and like yeah. help her fellow. Surfer. She's mentoring. She's, she's mentoring like, this mentoring. younger. She's older. Person you know, she's more res- time. Uh, experienced. Yeah. So like, yeah, she's going to help her out a little bit. And also like, also seems like a really just wonderful, incredible queer woman. I'm just going to say that's the read I got from her that she's like, yeah, let me be a queer elder and an athlete, and help you in your life a little bit. Maybe I'm reading a little too much into it. It's okay. If I am, I am. And it's I love talking to, like, gay jocks about this stuff. Because I know, like... <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, like, not... I'm not an athlete at all. So I, like, this was, like, the... This was the gay... Like, the queer world. I was, like, never... I never understood. And would, like... I'd watch, like, soft girl, ball girls at my high school be like, I yeah. wonder. I wonder. I'll never know. Yeah. They don't talk to me. They think I'm a witch. But like, I wonder. They should talk to you, LB. It's fine. It's fine. We would have nothing to talk about. They should still talk to you. I mean, I'll be be real. Like, I bridged a lot of things when I was younger and still do. Like, I am 100% a jock, but I'm also 100% like a, like, love art and creativity and goofy shit and like am a big nerd too like i always it's had fine i know jocks now i was unpleasant then i was mean no it's okay i mean everybody's finding their way at that age and it's a terrible age to be like it's just yeah. it's awful that we impose uh 
teenageness on teenagers. So it's like, awful. I it get is. it. <laughs> but I'm but like now yeah. I'm just like fascinated by jocks always. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Like, okay. It's it's the queer jock experience. It's honestly it's, beautiful. Like I yeah. think it's truly beautiful. Like I belong to a queer um <laughs> a queer grappling group. And we do like open mess together and we do all sorts of stuff. And like my gym is incredibly opening open and welcoming and like we do like donation based classes for women and non-binary folks and all trans folks like they're all everything is trans inclusive uh, that we do and we've got like a giant like rainbow flag with all the like other good rainbow stuff like on the door like so nobody can walk into our gym and not think it's like a very queer space and so like everything Everything I do in my life is informed by being like a queer jock, I guess. And also like so many spaces in my life are like this. So again, I might be reading more into the very end of this movie than is truly meant to be read into it. But for me, it felt like a real moment of like queer mentorship and like also just like beautiful, like an athlete knowing another athlete and like showing some honor and showing some respect and kind of helping. Yeah. You know, um, and, well, you and, know, we, I mean, when we would, when we were watching MMA fights, like, yes. be like whenever there'd be like a like a moment of respect between competitors, you'd go nuts and like, oh, it makes me so uh, happy. yeah. So this is yeah. like very Danielle Danielle Bate here <laughs> of is. just like of just like mutual respect between athletes and Danielle goes fucking nuts. Oh, uh, it's my favorite thing. <laughs> it's my favorite thing in the world. It just makes me so happy because it's like you've been there, you know. Like, there's just this understanding between people and and i saw that in this in this moment and uh you know Anne marie does have a moment of of she does get hurt in in one round and then goes out for the other round like she gets the pep talk from matt which is useless because uh, he's useless and then she does go back out and she gets a great wave and does get she does not win the competition but she does get a sponsor from billabong like she does just get, like rocky yeah, it, that's exactly it. I actually put that note here that the end feels a lot like Rocky where it's like winning, winning the last game, winning the last fight. It's not it's not the point. Like this person has validated themselves because they went out there and they got to do it and they have the love of a good woman, just like Anna <laughs> does in Eden. <laughs> that's as important. Honestly, like I feel that Eden is too good. For Anne Marie, and like, I think deserves so t- better I'll- than to be treated that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to say that, but I'm with you, LB. Like, no, she, I, I, she I, already I, has like a cool, funny, chill guitar player at home. Yeah, it's true. Like, you don't need all of this like drama. Yeah, true. I'm with you. That's a good you can, point. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, Kate Bosworth was actually one of the stunts in that final surfing scene where she gets the pipe i so here's the thing i don't know shit about surfing i didn't know the scores i don't understand how they score it i don't know how many (laughs) waves you need to catch i don't know what necessarily is a set i don't know how they measure things it's all very mysterious to me so I, i wouldn't know but when she catches the wave if that's the term the correct surfing term there was actually a male body double um, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Doing that, and apparently the male body double actually wore a bikini, which is amazing. I just wanted that to makes, share. That's that. awesome. Fucking hell yeah! <laughs> uh, even though I don't like that there is a male body double because it's less girl power than I would have appreciated for this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, I mean, they had, make do. They had women pro surfers like. Well, they yeah. had female. Bo- they, yeah. I mean, 
Kate Barnes, she had a like a female st- stunt surfer, yeah. right? It was just like for mm-hmm. a couple times. I guess like, it's just uh, like for this one shot they, yeah. they used a, a guy. Sometimes yeah. you just gotta like you you gotta get your shots. Yeah. You get your shots in for the day. Everyone it. wants to go home. Uh, Everyone's tired and sweaty. <laughs> like just, let's and just sal- get this and literally salty. Literally salty. <laughs> literally salty. <laughs> like you're like, okay, we're just gonna have to make do with this dude. Sorry. <laughs> but wasn't everybody super anxious throughout though? Like every all the I don't I'm so yeah. scared of the ocean. Like personally, I feel like <laughs> fuck the ocean, like nuke it, because there's some weird shit going on there. <laughs> And like wow, okay. spider crabs and a giant like, energy to bring to beach mode. <laughs> I'm sorry, Elvis, because in the in the last episode we talked a little bit about my my feelings on this matter. Uh so I won't rehash them. But yes, the beach and, and the ocean. I, I particularly think the ocean is just terrible. We should have done a we should have done like a deep sea documentary instead of uh weekend at Bernie's next week. Oh shit. We, well, no, it's better. To, it's better to do this a dead man comedy instead of uh, traumatizing Fernanda. We can. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, I'm it's facing okay. my was, fears with this month. <laughs> I'm totally cool around. with facing my fears. Um, and, well, we we should do like a month and like a later month where we all watch, where we month. do nature, just yes. nature documentaries, and we all have to face our animal fears. Oh, Hell that's yes. amazing. Yes. Though my biggest animal fear is snakes, but we'll figure it out. I do feel like shit. Yeah. Just making each other anxious uh, seems like a great month. For there, there's sea snakes. There's sea snakes. I uh, mean, like dragons? No, I mean, like literal sea snakes. There yeah. Are snakes in the ocean. They're the literal dragons. <laughs> there would be dragons, you know? Yeah, yeah that's like what it says on, said on the old timey maps because they had the big sea snakes. Right. Dragons. <laughs> As it pertains to Blue Crush, though, I just felt like this scene, that, and that's a testament to how good they were because it all looked legitimate, terrifying. Like every yeah. every little wave that existed looked terrifying. And you talked, oh, she got hurt in the first. She didn't get hurt in the first set. She almost died like twice again. How do you live that <laughs> life, and Marie, where you're almost dying all the time and you're cool with it? I admire you, but it's also a little weird. I, I imagine it's going to be a little bit like mountaineering, right? Where it's like the mm. rush mm-hmm. is like worth it for the mm-hmm. risk, you know? And it's like, weird. you might die. You might legit die. But like, oh, there's nothing There's nothing like it. Nothing like being on the top. Maybe that's a weird comparison to make. I don't know. No, that's <laughs> it. Oh, it is. I think it's kind of like the same sort of adrenaline driving like life that I it's not part of my reality because I literally live my life based around avoiding stress and nervousness which is uh not very productive but it's it's how I cope Uh, but this is the opposite right like it's the exact opposite of that these are people who live their lives chasing this kind of high but drowning is just such a horrible feeling so imagine drowning over and over again and going back and drowning more. I cannot. I'm just, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. I have feelings. I have several of them. Uh, I'll stop now. But this is kind of no, how no. I felt watching the ocean. today. <laughs> I, I called it a character in this movie a limp dick idiot. So you know what? We're, this is a day of feelings and it's okay. And we're all here for it. And it's beautiful. I feel oh. like LB is <laughs> here to be like the anchor tethering us to reality today. Well, the thing is, it's like I don't swim in the ocean because I have sensitive skin. Okay. Oh, I could see that hurting a lot. 
Yeah. So I just don't go out into the dirty ocean of Los Angeles. (laughs) I go to the beach in my own. Like, I'm a, like, the thing is, like, I'm not a goth, but I'm a goth, you know? Yeah. So I do goth beach day things. I go and it's cold. I walk around (laughs) in my all black. Like, and I love it. I love the beach because I'm not going swimming or doing hard things. I'm like, it's hard enough to walk in the sand in Doc Martens. Like, (laughs) yep. You go more for the aesthetic, like it's yeah, goth tendencies. Thank you, Paul. Goth tendencies. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, and like California, there's so much beach, and I spent a lot of my youth like uh, driving up the one with my family because you know, like we're not like it's okay. We're on vacation. Yeah, we're driving. We are driving up the coast that is right here. That's the vacation. (laughs) And it's great. It's beautiful. Um, But it's like a lot of rocks and pebbles and like not a lot of. We were not like an athletic family. Um, so like the most athletic thing I would do would go like be like go look at tide pools and stuff. Which that's is really cool. It's still awesome. Yeah. We should yeah. go, we should go look at tide pools when you come visit. Be fun. I would love to look at a tide pool. I because like Fernanda also, like, have you ever like gone to a tide pool and just seen a little crab? Like just a little one. No, They're not a spider cute. crab. They're just little guys. They're not going to hurt you. They're just scuttling around. They're stupid. They're little bugs. But like they don't when know they, anything. when you're looking at them, it's fine. But then, like when they touch you accidentally, and I say, oh, oh no, when they sneak up on you, nothing <laughs> can ever sneak up on me. Like, something I love can sneak up on me, and in the process of sneaking up on me, it becomes uh, a villain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. And I say all of this when I go to the beach. I go straight to the ocean. Like I am. In, so you know it's not even like oh i'm horror like i'm i have a phobia or anything like that. i just like really hate it but i can live with it it's just <laughs> like i said a complicated and fraught relationship like the one that i have with blue crush the movie yeah. but that's why i like that we're doing this month because i feel like we're all it's great we're all reaching <laughs> deep into our souls. i missed this i missed yeah. you love to see it i was on the international space station for too long yeah, LB, we're so happy to have you back. Oh I mean, I guess God. I just no. spoke for everybody, but I'm really happy to have you back, and I think everybody else is too. But I completely yeah. understand. Like, I love the beach and I love the ocean, but I also hate it. It's <laughs> yep. gross. Absolutely. Thank you. That is, <laughs> and I think that we both have having like goth adjacent mindsets, goth inclined. Goth. Yeah, <laughs> goth adjacent. That's perfect. That's part of it. I think. <laughs> I really love this. I really, truly love this. I know. I dress like I'm a character on a 1970s sitcom, but also, like, all of the art in this room is, like, creepy and in gold frames. Like, it's complicated, you know? (laughs) Beach month. The ocean is gross and beautiful. I, like... I don't want to take too much. I mean, I am a jock. 100%. I am a jock. But, like, I'm not a surfer. I've, I've taken lessons twice. And, like, I loved it more than anything in the universe. And when I still lived in San Francisco, I actually joined, like, a surf group. But I never even went because they always went at 5 in the morning. And my ass does not wake up at 5 in the morning. Exactly. That's the other thing about surfers. That's the problem. Because they wake up so fucking early. And it sucks. I'm up at, like, 9.30. I'm like, I'm doing great today. If I'm up at 9.30 in the morning, that's me doing great. (sighs) (laughs) Like, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, oh, oh my God. Paul just said, I worked with a guy who woke up at four to go to the Rockaways, which is the best we have in New York City for sure. Uh, in terms of surfing, I mean, there's surfing on the East Coast for sure, but like it's not, it's not the same. It's not the same. And the water here, up, like up here, 
is cold as shit until like July. Like it is freezing ass cold until like July. Oh. So. Our ocean's pretty much always cold, I think. Yeah. Right? I mean, you, you swam, you were in uh, San Oh yeah, Francisco. I, I swam all the time in the Pacific. cold ocean. Yeah, yeah. I, I swam a lot. The ocean's just cold. Is ocean just cold? Not in Hawaii. But not no, not there. in Hawaii. In Hawaii, it's like, well, sorry. I, I did learn to surf in Maui. And it was like 80 degrees in February. It was like 80 degrees air temperature, like 75 water temperature, which is like maybe the most perfect thing in the universe. So, it's, yeah. It can be as warm it really as that. It's fine, water. I think. Ocean. I'm on Quora.com. Yeah, ocean yeah. can be... <laughs> I mean, ocean can be any temperature because there's ocean everywhere on the earth, right? right? So, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. because it's governed I, I, by like evil entities too. <laughs> by the dragons, the temperature, right? The Krakens, yeah. Dragons. The yeah. Like, Krakens the, and the dragons are doing this shit. You know, yeah. they're they get mad and they like wave okay. their tentacles, and that's what See, makes waves. It's confusing because. <laughs> Ocean temperature isn't controlled by sun, like normal temperature. It's controlled by ocean currents. Right, it's currents. Yeah. So like warm water comes in, you don't know what you're going to get. Yep. It's, it's weird. weird. It's weird shit. Science it's is weird. weird and ocean is weird. I agree. Ocean I think that's the, the takeaway from this episode. <laughs> and this movie should have been gay. Those are the takeaways. <laughs> okay, would you rather, would you rather like uh, hang out with... Matt the bland one or a scary deep sea creature. Scary oh deep God. sea creature. Scary deep sea creature. I c- Easily. Easily. Is Matt talking while we're hanging out? Yeah, you have to have like, <laughs> a conversation with him about uh, the stock market and his favorite oh, band, oh, Dave Matthews. Oh, no! of course. Oh, no, no. And his spiral throw. Thank you, Paul. Oh, my God. And like Bitcoin or something. No, I... It's something how much, how much he likes Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan absolutely yep. is his jam. his respect. His respect for Elon Musk. Oh, oh my god! Man. I'll take the creature. You know what? You know what creature <laughs> I'll take that I actually like the fish from the abyss that have like the little lights. Yes, those cool fish yeah. from the abyss. Yeah. So I will hang out with like several fish from the abyss. Also because they're blind, they can't hurt me. An anglerfish. So you're going to yeah, chill anglerfish. with an anglerfish. Yeah. The scariest one of all. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cool. I'll hang out with them you're before I hang out with Matt. Yep. And they're very yep. thin. I can take them. <laughs> Hell yes. Yes. This little guy. Fernanda, the- you could punch them. You could do You could That's do true. You're them. very strong. Yeah. Yeah. But in the abyss, it's very dark. So I don't know. We'll have to think about this and get back to you. But I will say that I choose a creature over... Brogan match. You don't have to go to the deep sea. Okay. You can just, you can be in an aquarium and the creature's in like a tank. Okay. Yeah. A pressurized, bl- dark, but it's completely dark in the room. Oh my God. This is so hard, LB. I have to think about this, but I. <laughs> but it's bioluminescent, so you can kind of see. See things, yeah, right? Yeah, you can yeah. see the outlines. Yeah, and you I can feel see like the outlines. They don't want to eat me, because like, why? Um, but you can also listen to Luis Miguel. <laughs> With the fish, in but the, not with that. In this dark, pressurized tank <laughs> with the anglerfish, I'm listening to Luis Miguel. Okay, in this yeah. scenario, I will take it over talking to Matt. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, especially wow. what Paul says with, with Matt, you have to listen to Joe Rogan the whole time. Okay, yeah. I'll you take- have to listen to either Matt or Joe Rogan the whole time. Like, it's alternating. Yeah, I feel, okay, like, I'll Joe, take I feel like Matt would play some like you could also listen to some like Dave Matthews, some like uh, 
what are some Santa Barbara guy songs? Oh, some, some have you heard this track? Like, you heard this track? It's on my Spotify dragons, Like some really normal guy music. Dave Matthews is so perfect that I'm having a tough time thinking of like, because yeah. like yeah. Nicole Beck is like a joke at this point. So I don't feel like, I think like it's almost cool again. So it would have to be something more normie than that. This podcast changed my life. You want to hear about it? It's about how this guy only eats meat. <laughs> want to hear it? Think about it. Oh, oh my God. Matt listens to the CDs. They mail, they mail to old babies toys. And his oh, favorite movie genius. is like the butterfly effect or something really dumb. Oh, God. Oh, it yeah. Is. It's really deep. Oh. It really makes you think about time <laughs> and physics. And instead, if it's really Just cerebral. imagine this movie if it was the way it should have been. And Michelle Rodriguez and Kate Bosworth make out at the end. Because they're lovers, and that's what they really are. But just imagine if there was no Matt in this movie, you could extract all the Matt and just put in more Michelle Rod with her bod on the hot rod of the jet ski. I'm sorry, I'm now losing the thread. But like, just imagine, right? Just imagine. The perfect. And that's movie. the world. That's the world we will live in when I make the reboot of this movie. And uh, exactly. yeah. If any investors want to get in touch with me about that, um, I will listen to your opinions on Elon Musk if it means I get to make this movie. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, do we have any other thoughts uh, or anything else, any other business we should talk about here uh, before we uh, begin to close up shop? I mean, I guess if you have, like, please give us your take on the boring Matt versus the scariest or like versus scary yes. deep sea creature. Uh, you can talk to us about it on Discord, uh, yeah. send a tweet, whatever you want. But we want to know your take okay, on this Okay, we should ask you, though. Podcast. We should ask you, though, like, which creature. Oh, I love deep sea creatures. Okay, okay. I gotcha. think they're all cool. So it's not even hard. It's not even hard for you, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> spider crabs? Have you seen spider, spider crabs? all right. No, yeah. they have so many legs. <laughs> That's fine. That's more. They're like, they're my, they're my friends. All crabs are my friends. <sighs> Okay. Especially They're if just, you get to listen to Louis Miguel while, yeah, like you know, like while you're vibing with your crab friend. Uh, what about like a monkfish? Are they deep sea? They're pretty creepy looking. <laughs> They're like the flat ones. So it's unanimous. Nobody would rather hang out with Matt. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Also, I don't. Like, I, I don't especially like deep sea creatures, but like I will pick them any any, <laughs> any day, any day over this guy. Oh, yes. Paul's saying would happily slap box Matt. Yes. 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 Yeah. Matt doesn't, Matt isn't offensive to me other than just being boring. So like, I guess he does a couple manipulative things in the film. For me, it's really just that it it ruins it from being. He's in the way. He's He's in in the the way. way He's got to be removed. He's going to be removed. Yeah. Like this should just be a gay movie. Like, I reviewed it back in the day in the context that, like, a lot of queer women loved this movie and, like, really, truly wanted that to be what it was <laughs> and what it should have been. So, yeah. And again, I don't blame the actor and all the mean things I've said about Matt, the character. I, I don't, like, I have, there's no hatred in my heart. Not usually. Uh, <laughs> so, like, it's not against, like, the actor. I You know, whatever. I hope he has a nice life and is okay, but... Yeah, Matt, the character just truly just kind of sucked the life out of the the gay life out of the room, you know, like the gay air out of the room a little bit. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. 
I think we can wrap up here. Yeah, yeah I think that's probably that? enough of me hating that. <laughs> Oh man! Well, I had fun. I do like this movie a lot. Even I, I am exaggerating slightly with my hatred of Matt, but you know, uh, I do, I do like Blue Crush. I actually do think it's a very fun movie, a very pretty movie, and uh, I'm glad that we watched it. And I'm so glad that y'all uh, at least found things to enjoy about it for sure. And uh, we are going to be watching uh, <laughs> perhaps even even lighter than this uh, next <laughs> next week. We are watching Weekend at Bernie's. A movie about about people hanging out with the dead dude. So uh, we'll have fun with that one. As always, this is Beach Week. We're having fun with Beach Week, and we have a fun we have a fun theme for next month too. We'll tease that more next time, though, uh, or even the time after that. So don't you worry. Weekend at Bernie's, friends. Get ready for Weekend at Bernie's. That is what we have for this week. We do hope you enjoyed your cinematic surf journey with us. Uh, Please do rate and review our podcast. It helps us so very much. If you have have a second, go ahead and do that. Uh, It also helps us out so much if you tell a friend and uh, listen to all of our good shows at fanbite.com slash podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media, Instagram at Fanbyte, TikTok at Fanbyte, and of course on fanbyte.com. And you can watch all of our excellent streams on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. And thank you to Paul. Da-da-da-da! Samayo for producing. Paul, you picked a very good name. And it's, uh, yeah, it's extremely good. And also, I have to note here, Paul, uh, as always, on point. Thank you so much, Paul, for, for doing an amazing job on production. And also, being a part of this show, Paul wrote here, another dry white guy constantly in the way in next week's movie, too. Which is <laughs> absolutely correct. Uh, you can join us on Discord and talk to us about whether you would rather hang out with a really boring dude or a cool sea creature uh, on fanbite.casa. All right. So where can we find you online, Fernanda? You can find me on Twitter at Nanda, N-A-N-D-A, Prates, P-R-A-T-E-S, underscore. And you can also listen to me on another one of our podcasts, my solo podcast called Best Camp of My Life, in which I talk about MMA and MMA-related things and things that aren't in any way uh, remotely related to MMA and everything basically it's a podcast about all the things and it's beautiful and amazing and perfect and you should check it out i love it i, I agree do you like what i did that said. usually like i just so. talk down on myself but i feel like i could you know no, i you, loved that energy I that, was, that. That, was that was the right energy that was absolutely great thank you fernanda thank you for believing in yourself because you should because you're awesome also oh, awesome lb thank you for being here and being awesome where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hunk Tears and on Letterboxd also at Hunk Tears. Oh, excellent. You can uh, find our awesome Paul Tamayo on uh, Holy Mayo on Twitter. And I am on Twitter at Danielle RR. All right. Until next time, friends. It's been a cruel summer. And that song is stuck in my head. And you love to see it. <laughs> I was born to have a podcast about MMA. Kind of, but not really, but kind of. It's my destiny. And I will be the best at discussing MMA and other things that aren't MMA. Or I will die trying.
Okay, maybe dying is a bit extreme, but I can guarantee at least 70% of effort. Join me, Fernanda Prates, and a cast of arguably overqualified guests as we talk feminism. I've done this kind of thing for a long time. I I'd be lying if I didn't say every day I didn't look and go, oh, is that a wrinkle? Like, oh no, is that, you know, whatever, because unfortunately we do get judged yeah. by that. Careers. I, I won't mention names, but people actually involved with our organization thought that when I was doing those hits, that somebody was in my ear telling me what to say and then I was repeating them. Yeesh. Mortal Kombat. Previous Shang Tsung like sucked a lot of souls and again it was very like nice to watch and like I had funny feelings. feelings? Mm -hmm. This like there is one soul sucking scene and it's not sexy. It's so really fucking sad. I will file my complaint on that one. And also fights. This is the accumulation of hours and hours and hours of work and learning and and improving and perfecting a craft. And if they fall flat on their face on national television, that is embarrassing for them. And we get to relish in that embarrassment as people that watch this sport. Best camp of my life is the MMA show you never knew you needed and probably still don't, but that you might like anyway. Available at fanbyte.com slash podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts.